Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. And a welcome to Habs Unfiltered, a special holiday World Juniors episode hosted by myself, Blaine Putvang, and Treg Wilson. Hello. So, for those of our, uh, those of you who don't know, Treg and I are covering the World Juniors here in Halifax for the hockey writers. We're going to be behind the scenes. We're going to be talking to coaches, players. We're watching the games. We're going to be basically using our job as reporters as an excuse to watch hockey pretty much yeah i mean i i i'd lie and say it's because we're just so awesome at stuff but no i'm going to be non-biased and not root for any team that's playing uh because as a reporter i need to be fair and just yes and I I concur 100%, which is why I'm not going to say go Canada, go, or cheer every time Canada scores, or essentially cry if they win the gold medal again. Although I did see that in the World Cup with the broadcaster for Argentina, so it's good. It's okay if you do that. Yeah. It's okay to yeah. like your team. Just don't use the trophy as an extension of your penis. <laughs> Messy. Meh. <laughs> My wife saw that. She says, when do men grow up? Well, I never. Don't grow up. You think you think what he did with that trophy was bad? Wait until you see me with one. Someday, whenever I win something. Wait, did, have you seen me with my participation award? <laughs> all these ribbons all over me. Every time I'm in a medal ceremony, watch out. Woo! E, that uh, that Queen's uh, Platinum Jubilee medal ceremony got real awkward. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. Put it in my chest! <laughs> in me, in me! Uh, all right, so we'll talk a little bit about the World Juniors, and I've got a fun little thing to kind of jazz up the holiday spirit after we talk the world junior. So why don't we just start with some uh, players that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Now it doesn't necessarily have to be Canadians prospects, just players that you one or two players that you want to see. You want to see something from just kind of spitball here. Oh, me? Yeah. You uh, <laughs> Shane, Wright. I want to see how well he does. Um, 
believe it or not, I like Shane Wright. So I think he's going to be a hell of a hockey player. Um, I actually had a t-shirt at the draft. They'd make the right decision. So anyone who questions that is, uh, is foolish. Um, but uh, I want to see how well he does. Um, of course, Lane Hudson, Joshua Wall or uh, Habs prospects. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to see how well they do. Um, that really, there's no one outside of the Habs prospects besides Wright that I really throws out at me. Connor Bedard, I like to see how well he plays uh, in, in in his position with Canada. Um, Fantelli, I like, you know, like all the draft picks coming up. I want to see how well they play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of really all I'm going to be looking at is maybe the top Carlson, like a bunch of guys from next year's draft, see how well they do. Um, and then just see, other than that, it'll be uh, keeping an eye on the Habs players because that's who I'll be writing about when, uh, when the games are over and stuff like that. And I'm sitting alone at the, I'm still going to call it the Metro center trying to get my, uh, <laughs> Yes, I understand. It's the Scotia Bank Center, but uh, if we don't true, support banks on this show, yeah, if you're a true uh, blue noser, it's the Metro Center. Um, and we're not going to call the Scotia Bank thing because uh, Scotia Bank doesn't give us any money. That's right. Until they do, Scotia Bank, I'm talking to you. It'd be a hundred dollars every time I mention Scotia Bank, and trust me, I'll we're say it. Five hundred now. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, that, that's who I'm going to look at. Um, what about Delabor Dvorsky for Slo- uh, for Slovakia? He, uh, he yeah. is, he, he's I, in the top 10, right? I'll look at him mainly because I think he's going to be around where Montreal is going to be drafting uh, next year. Um, yeah. So that'll be him. And uh, did, uh, Richie didn't make the team, did he? Um, they're from uh, Oshawa. Um yeah, so I'll, I'll be looking at that. I'll be looking at uh, – yeah, that's it. Like, there's really not much more to say. Just guys from the draft for next year that I think Montreal might have a chance of drafting. And, and you know, Connor Bedard and the usual, Shaney Wright, Captain Shane yeah. Wright. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how he deals with the uh, the added responsibility of being a captain. And I'm going to be really keen on seeing how Arwa deals with being a returnee and he's going to be looked to for leadership, even though he's not wearing a letter. No. He's a guy who's been there before he's won before. So that he's going to like, granted it was only like five, six months ago, but he's got that experience. So I'm, I'm interested to see how he, how he deals with that and where he plays in the lineup. I think it's going to be one of the, I think it's going to be like last year. I think he's going to start on the third, fourth line and work his way up. I, that's honestly, I honestly think that's how it's going to be. Um, it'll be interesting. He's he going to be on the top line. He started yeah, on he, top line here in the preliminary games. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I just don't see him on the top line when that, when it starts. Um, well, no, because you're looking at a line with uh, you, you could put a line together: Fantilli, Wright, and Bedard, like three centers. Good luck. <laughs> well, I mean, they could. They absolutely could. Yeah. Good luck breaking that up. I mean, it's not like Canada doesn't have the depth to fill in the rest of the lines and do just as well with that one dominant, absolute dominant line. 
I'd like to see that. I, that could be a power play unit. I would assume. Yeah. In watching the uh, the practices, that's that those guys have been working together, especially Wright and Bedard. They spent uh, was it last weekend just as the uh, the camp started opening up for Canada. Those two were on the ice together for an hour, practicing one timers. Right feeding Bedard, Bedard feeding Wright from different uh, different sections on the ice, top of the circle, in the slot, over to the like in a bunch of different positions. So. I'm going to assume that they're going to be key pieces to the power. Having said that, when you mentioned Bedard and Fantelli and uh, Wright, there's the answer as to why Owen Beck didn't make the Canada team. Um, we uh, have three centers. The fix was in. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't put a guy like Owen Beck on your fourth line. You know what I mean? Unless like, you're Canada. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I was shocked by him not making the team, to be honest with you. Because um, it's not like his numbers weren't any good uh, in the OHL at all. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think they just looked at it as they wanted a defensive center, I guess, for the bottom line. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, it's not like he's one of the top two-way centers in the OHL with the best face-off percentage in that league. Oh, wait. He is. I don't know. I don't know. I was shocked. I was shocked he didn't make the team, but now it is what it is. Granted, granted in this tournament this year, it's going to be the first time that they're allowed 25 names on a roster. Right now, Canada's at 22. They've only carried two goaltenders, which means there's space for two to uh, two more players to be added on. Being that we're in Canada, we're hosting the tournament. Maybe if they need someone, they'll tap him and fly him in. I guess. Don't they have to have it finalized by a certain date, though? Like, don't they have to have it... Uh... Yeah. yeah. By Boxing Day. So we've still yeah. got a few... There's still some preliminary games to finish. There's still some time. So we're a few days away. Less than a week now. Mm. So who knows? Maybe he still gets added. Uh, Team Canada, I'm looking at you. You know, add Owen Beck for God's sakes. <laughs> and, and it's not like I was telling that to every single coach at the clinic over the weekend here in Halifax. Hey, where's Owen Beck? How's Owen doing? I didn't say that at all. Um, I'll ask that question no. after the first loss. If you had a guy like Owen Beck, do you think you would have won that game? <laughs> And you're booted. Yeah. I wonder how quick uh, Mark and uh, Dean will message me. <laughs> They're pretty quick. Pretty quick. Um, but yeah, it, but looking away from Canada for a few moments, and I mean, we really shouldn't because, you know, it's Canada and they're the greatest ever. Um, you know, no bias. No bias here. But uh, looking at another player, and this is – this is where the Canadians do factor in a little bit. And that is David Reinbacher of the Austrian team. He's a right-handed defenseman who is slated to go in the first round in this year's draft, a deep draft, but at the end of the first round. So that's someone that could be a target for the Canadians if they can trade to get another pick. 
Well, they do have guys like Edmondson and Monahan that could probably get him a first round pick. You know, Edmondson, if they trade him, they're going to get the exact same package back that they got for Ben Sherrod. They could probably ask top for a fifteen more. pick. <laughs> It'd be a top ten pick. Uh, <laughs> um, but you, they could even ask for a little bit more for Edmondson just based on his Stanley Cup uh, history and uh, his leadership really if you think about it um and he's a better defenseman than ben Sherrod is so um or sean monahan you know sean monahan comes back healthy and keeps playing the way he was playing before he got injured uh there's no reason why they can't get a first they could probably get two first round picks if they really two more first round picks if they really wanted to um i know a lot of people are saying oh it's a deep draft no one's going to trade the first round pick if you think you can win the stanley cup with that one extra player you are going to give up that first round pick yeah. So um, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in this case, Florida here, gave up a first round pick just to make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, in their defense, they probably did think they were going to make some noise until they ran into Tampa. Correct. Yeah. And then they did make noise at a strip joint as they cried. <laughs> we lost. Uh, no, but with, with Reinbacher uh, for the, uh, for our listeners, you, you're going to see this kid play because he plays on the Austrian team with Vincennes Royer, uh, a Canadian's draft pick from last year or this summer. Uh, so keep an eye out for him. Right-handed defenseman, big kid, 6'2", about a 190, really good skater, really good puck mover. Keep an eye on what he does because in the World Juniors over the over the summer in 2022 championships – he factored into fully 50% of all of Austria's offense, meaning he got two assists. Which I know we're, we're making, we're making fun a little bit, but they're, they're the weak sister in this tournament. They only scored four goals and that entire tournament. So he, he factored into two of them. One of them was on a power play. And when he played against Canada, he looked really good. He looked like he belonged. So, and he was 17 at that time. Well, like I say, if Montreal can get that extra late round pick, which I think they will get. Uh, Hughes has been adamant about getting a third first rounder. Um, but then again, he could get that third first rounder so he can take two first round picks and turn it into a higher pick. Yeah, yeah, he could. Absolutely I don't could. Think, I don't think he will, but. Or trade all three to get Fantilli at two. Ooh. You heard it here first, folks. Ooh. Yeah. I'm writing yeah, an entire I pulled article. that one out of my I'm ass. I'm writing an entire article about that. <laughs> According to Blaine Potrack. According to my sources. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a picture of Ace Ventura talking out his butt. <laughs> I'll put uh no, I'm gonna put a picture of uh uh Brendan Kelly. That's who I'm gonna that's my source, Brendan Kelly. Yeah, that's the same thing, talking up a butt. Yeah, well that's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, back to the world juniors for a moment. Uh my expectations here clearly are that Canada are going to compete for that gold medal. Sweden is in their pool, and Sweden's usually very good round robin team who choke in the in the medal rounds 
Leafs. They're the Leafs of the world. But, yeah, except they have actually made a second round. They won the bronze medal this this past summer. It's gonna. They're going to be in tough. I think the the Americans have a great hockey team, and I think they should be considered another gold medal favorite. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a Canada-U.S. gold medal final, which would be, I think, an epic. And being that it's in Halifax, a great way for Canada to get some revenge for the, the debacle the last time it was here. Marc-Andre Fleury, I'm looking at you, buddy. Um Way to go, Silver. Yeah, I think I'll just go shoot this puck at the guy coming at me so he can score. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there. That didn't make anything. him – that made him less popular in Halifax considering he played for the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles at the time. Exactly. people here in Halifax hate to begin with. Yeah. I'm going to shoot this puck right into that offensive Russian's chest. <laughs> Why doesn't he do this against the Mooseheads? Anyway, old wounds, PTSD, hockey PTSD. Yeah. That's what that is. Um, I think this is Canada's tournament to lose. Uh, if you look at the yes. rosters of all the other teams, no one comes close to Canada's roster, in my opinion. Um, of course, we don't have the Russian team, but uh, uh, no one really comes close. They don't. Uh, I think Finland's going to have a good. Uh, world junior championship i think you're going to see them medal um you can't count out the usa and sweden but other than those four teams yeah slovakia maybe maybe but really other than checks about them other than those four teams the checks yeah but other than those four teams they're the only four where i can sit there and say Three of those four are going to medal. Of course, three of those four are going to medal. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a toss-up between, say, a Finland and a Sweden for bronze. Or silver. Yeah, which which kind of brings me to the relegation portion because this year there will be a relegation. Last uh, The last tournament there was none. But this tournament, they yeah. will relegate a team. And I have – my expectation is that Austria and Slovakia – We'll be playing in that relegation series. It's the best two or three. Yeah, I do think so. Yeah, they're they're. See, I'm looking at this tournament this year. Austria and Latvia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll give you that one. Yeah, I'll I'll change it to those two. But I still see Austria there, and it's a best two of three. Winner stays, loser moves down, and the replacement team. Is going to be Japan. Why Japan? They, they won the division. Okay. Yeah, they won the div- the lower division, so they're going to be moving up. They beat Ukraine. Japan. 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 Should be fun. That that's fun. I like that. A team that hasn't really been there before. You know what? Now there's the argument always in World Junior Championships that teams shouldn't be there if they're getting beat by Canada twenty five to nothing. However, I disagree. Yes, that team. You know why I disagree? Because I've played on lacrosse teams that went to tournaments against, I don't know, I'm going to say like Aurelia or Six Nations or something like that. Small little 1990s Halifax lacrosse team who barely moved out of Nova Scotia and only played against each other. And then you go up there and the Six Nations beat you 28 to 2. 
Yes, 28 And to you two. were happy to have the opportunity. And you know what? I enjoyed it. I was the goaltender in that 28 to 2 loss. And I, you know what? I loved all 172 shots I had against me. So, <laughs> um, but only 28 hit the net. Well, <laughs> um, and it gives, it's a good thing for the, for, for the sport worldwide. Because it, it it shows that the sport is moving around more. Why? I mean, like you look at the women's uh, league for years, it was just Canada, and then the U.S. started coming in and winning. And then now, lately, you get Sweden upsetting some teams, and you got Finland. It, it, it got to grow. It got to grow. So having a team like Japan in or anyone like that, it's, it's always the same teams. It's always Norway, Canada, Slovakia, Finland, Sweden, yada yada yada, Kazakhstan. Russia. Kazakhstan, Latvia, Ukraine, uh, you know, all those other, uh, what's that place that Archer Zerbe is from, uh, Belarus. Um, it's all those teams, right? It's all the Eastern Europe, you know, type teams. It's good to see teams from somewhere else come in, like Japan and, uh, you know, those type of teams come in. Yeah, they're going to get blown out by the good teams, but you know what, they're going to learn, they're going to have the experience, and they're going to be in a spotlight for once. People are going to know they're there. And that's and how many years, how many years did it take that program to build itself up to the point where it can move up from Division Three to Division Two, now to Division One A? That, that you're, you're looking at like 20, 30 years. Japan hosted the uh, 1998 games. Yeah, They've been building a hockey program, seriously working on that, since just before that started. 1998. I just hope it's not like the Olympics where it's a Jap- Japanese team, but there's a bunch of Canadian Japanese people playing on the team. But I just hope it's not that. I don't. You know yeah, what I'm talking about. You know, it's uh, a Japanese yeah. team, but really, it's a bunch of Canadians who have Japanese heritage. <laughs> a bunch of expats living in yeah. Japan. Yeah. No, but this is the U20, so you know I it's going to be kids who grew up there at the very least have lived there for a couple of years. <laughs> My dad's on an army base in Japan. <laughs> I'm Japanese. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, even, even still, even still to get to this point, just to face off against Canada, that's a big deal. It They're going to be going it, up against the best in the world. And it's good for the sport. Like I say, cause it broadens its horizons. It shows that, Hey, this is not just a, East uh, European slash North American sport. Yeah. Yeah. And I know from traveling around the world in the Navy, we've had games. uh, We've played some exhibition games against teams in Africa, uh, Australia. I mean, the Australians, they love the hockey down there. They're, and they're mean as shit too. (laughs) It was, it was a fun physical game. They always wondered why when they threw the stick, it didn't come back, though. That's true. But they were drunk. I'm not <laughs> saying we weren't, but, you know. But that's the thing. And we played, I played games in South America against uh, Brazil, um, Chile. We've had the hockey's everywhere. And it's nice to see other areas building hockey programs strong enough to make it to these levels. Yep. It's good for the sport. It is. Now, we'll move on from that to something fun 
because it's the Christmas holiday spirit, the Hanukkah spirit, the random fill-in, whatever holiday you celebrate this time of year. You're so woke, Blaine. You're so woke. <laughs> woke. Which is just another word for saying, I know other people do something that I don't. I mean, really. I just don't give a shit. Whatever. Anyhow, speaking of woke culture, we'll do a little <laughs> fun thing called the Habs Hallmark Movie Generator. <laughs> we'll make up, we'll talk about what a Habs Hallmark movie would look like. And you guys at home, you can play along, you can come up with your own ideas, send them in to us. And we could talk about it on another show during the Christmas holiday, uh, between New Year's and New Year's, or whatever holiday you celebrate. Um, yeah, I think this would be fun. So anybody who's watched a Hallmark movie knows that it's the same goddamn plot, no matter what freaking movie it is. It's all the same. But we're going to make it Hab-centric. All right. I'm going to see how this goes here. I'm trying to... <laughs> Trying to picture this. <laughs> All I picture so we, is Nick where's, where's it? Where's it going to be though? Where, where's the setting? Are we going to have like a a stock footage of Montreal in the background from the? It's going to have to be like, like small the... town Laval or something, or small town. Uh, Déjà de Chaudieu. Yeah, uh, where they're like uh, you know uh, Saint Louis de Haha or something like that. Where. Uh, Ooh. Yes. <laughs> that is a true place. Explanation points and everything. Um, no. So, and it's going to be like a small Christmas local town village that, uh, you know, they're, no. they're trying to build their hockey program locally. And the evil Gary Bettman comes into town and wants to steamroll it to wants to buy it so he can turn it into a lacrosse team. Oh, no, a soccer team. <laughs> or he wants to buy it so he can move the team to Arizona. <laughs> I mean, the rink is about the same size. Actually, I think the one in St. Louis de Haha is bigger. Uh... <laughs> okay, this is certainly good. So we're in St. Louis de Haha. Gary Fetman is this evil businessman who wants to buy the local beer league team and move it to the desert that's right okay because he right. wants it to succeed in the desert because he hates any team in quebec that's right <laughs> so the star player on this team at saint louis de haha is this ruggedly handsome well-built young man maybe matt a smith. joel edmondson type oh i thought matt smith no, but Matt Smith is playing that. You said ruggedly handsome, built man. So I was going with Matt Smith. Well, yeah, but he's the actor playing the playing the role. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So Joel yeah. uh, Joel Edmondson. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Joel Edmondson type because Edmondson is a town not far from Louis de Haha. <laughs> it is. It's in New Brunswick, Edmundston. So it'll be, it'll be uh, I don't know, uh, Matt Edmondston. Is he the uh, owner slash captain slash 
uh, runner of the manager. Team. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's, he's the handyman in the local town as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's recently single because his, his, uh, the, his high school sweetheart, uh, passed away suddenly. Oh, sadly. Last Christmas. Yes. And On Christmas day. And he's been single ever since and can't find love. Won't find love. He's refused to look for love until a young cold guy. <laughs> now, Gary Bettman, the evil businessman, has an assistant. Mm. And she is all about the business. She is focused solely on the business, even though she has this family back home that are happily married, you know. 50 year marriage. She wants what they have, but she doesn't expect to ever find it. Mary feel she, she had her heart broken <laughs> the Christmas before. <laughs> what? I know, right? She's scouting the town for Gary Bettman. And she yes. accidentally runs into this handyman who, no, he's putting up Christmas tree lights and he falls off the ladder. Yes. And she catches him. Or she, she she helps him get up. Correct. He falls by her. And she's like, oh, no. Yes. And immediately, oh, Joel. Let and, me help you. And the assistant, Marie-Philippe Poulet. <laughs> Chantal Maccabee. They connect eyes. <laughs> her and Matt Edmonston. Chantal Poulet. <laughs> there's that there's that electricity between the two of them. Yeah. But for some reason, neither one really likes each other. They they want to hide that electricity by pretending to really dislike each other. Yeah. She hates hockey players. <laughs> yes. Because and he hates big big business types. Because her ex-man was a hockey player and he left her to play hockey in Switzerland. <sighs> His name was yes. Charles Houdon. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> now, they, she shows up a week in advance as the advance party and realizes that this Matt Edmonston is the captain of the team and part owner. Yeah. The Man. other part, the other part of the ownership of the team is an escrow because it belonged to his deceased wife oh but he doesn't know who she is because she's keeping it a secret she's pretending it's right yeah that she's just looking at making a business here or moving to the city maybe and she just wants to see what the hockey team's all about because she's an avid hockey fan and while she's while she's at one of these games scouting the location she runs into this sweet young preteen girl who she hits it off with Plot twist. She's Matt Edmondson's daughter. Whoa. Whoa. And she's Who? looking for a new mom. Who has a crush on the superstar right winger for the team who looks a lot like Cole Caulfield. Only his name is Joe Crossfield. <laughs> <laughs> So we know where this is going. We know Joe we know. 
and the uh, and the young Madeline Edmonston ah. Ah. are also friends. And then yeah. she brings in Codfield, whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> Joe, brings him in, and they come together with a plot to fix Matt and Maria. And put them together. Put them together. Force them to admit their, there's that chemistry. And then right. by the time Christmas rolls around, they've fallen in love, and they share a really dry really lame kiss at the town square when they light up the Christmas tree. But then Matt Joel Edmondson finds out that she's working with Gary Bettman to take the team. And then he gets mad at her and he's, she's been lying to him this whole time. Terrible. But Cole and whatever the other girls, the girl, Matt, what's her name? Madeline. Madeline Madeline (laughs) figure out that, her heart really wants to be with Joel and not with the business and Gary Bettman. So as Gary Bettman shows up on Christmas Eve, the buy the team, they run in with Melanie and I'll say Cole. They run in with Marie and stop it and say, and then she professes her undying love for Joel. And it's all thanks to this kind old man who has been buying coffee at the same place as the two of them at the exact same moment all week long, who provides them a gift out of the blue. And then he taps his nose and disappears. And that gift is Nick Suzuki. And that gift is Nick Suzuki. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Nick Claus. (laughs) St. Nick. And they have to win the final game of the year in order to stay where they're at against Gary Bettman's strongest ever team that he ever put together. Monstars. Of super NHL all-stars. Because <laughs> they of look Nick, like Muppets. Because of Nick and Cole and Joel Evanson's pointing to the Edmondson. bleachers but, but yeah. putting down a bunt <laughs> like in Major League. Only hockey style. Yeah. <laughs> they win. He, he goes to make the big slapper for the goal, but passes it off with no one. <gasps> yeah. yeah. With a knuckle puck, triple deke. Yeah. They score on the power totally. play to win the game. Which you it's know a is true a miracle. It's a true it half true. miracle. <laughs> and they all live happily ever after. And St. Louis to ha-ha. And you know what? That movie would probably work out better than any Hallmark movie you've seen. It's kind of like the Mighty Ducks, Mystery Alaska, and a Hallmark movie wrapped into one. It's Slapshot. Yeah, we'll throw fights in there. Slapshot 2. Not not 1. 2. Because 2 is horrible. Yeah, two's, 1's too epic. I'd say three, but then nobody would watch it because Slapshot 3 was absolute trash. I didn't even know there was a Slapshot 3. I spent 20 minutes watching that piece of garbage, and I would suggest no one ever even bother to look it up because it's trash. Although I did watch a musical 
about hockey with Olivia Newton-John. Okay. It exists. Eight. <laughs> but watch our movie first. Watch yeah. the Habs. Yeah. The Habs Mark Christmas special. <laughs> All right. So I think that I think we've wasted enough of your time and goofed off more than enough. I want to thank I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to wish you all a very happy holidays because I am super woke. I mean, just Mary look Krimble, at me. I've got gray hair. Merry Crimble and a happy scrub out. That's all I gotta say. Happy Festivus. May your grievances be aired and your feats of strength be impressive. Yeah. So thank you for listening and enjoy your holiday responsibly. Do not drink and drive. And remember, if you're talking about it, even if it's a Hallmark movie, so are we. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.